Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Last week in our study of Hebrews chapter 11, we looked at how God will reward those that diligently seek Him. Let's continue with that thought today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Foundation for the Bible Too often drawing near is a desperation thing that says, I might as well try it. Nothing else has worked. Well, that's not a move of faith. Rather, it's only a hope to change my circumstances. Maybe I'll have good luck if I do this. Well, faith knows God may not want my circumstances changed. But what he does, he does that my joy may be full. So we see here the great imperative, and we see the great impossibility. And the third point in verse 6 of Hebrews 11 is believing that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so, diligently is in the continual tense. In other words, we never cease to seek to know him more. We continually seek to know him more. We need the attitude of the Apostle Paul. Remember that in Philippians 3, 8 through 10, yea, doubtless. And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. But, you know, Paul was a well-to-do man before his salvation. He lost all of his material goods. But he realizes those things are but temporal. So he says, For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung. Now isn't that some way to look at all your material goods that you accumulate in this life? They're only equal to dung. He says, I do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Wow. And be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. You know, that's one of the hardest things for me to understand here. Paul, when he wrote this, knew what it was to be beaten with rods. He said five times he'd been beaten with rods. Three times he was beaten with stripes, had 39 stripes given to him three different times. Leopard dead one time went through stoning. He'd spent a night and a day in the deep, been in shipwreck. He had been through so much in his life, even among robbers and thieves people who betrayed him. I mean, it was one thing after another for this guy, for the cause of Christ. 
And with all that, he says that I may know him. I mean, wouldn't you think that if he's suffering for Christ, he knows him? So what he's talking about is a deeper knowledge, an experiential knowledge, a knowledge that knows him. Even as a man would know his wife. You know, when I first got married, there's things I would say from time to time that did not cause peace in the house. And and I learned over a period of time that some things were just not smart to say. You're better off if you don't say that. And I knew what might cause a problem and what might not cause a problem. And And we learn by knowing the person. So that may know him in the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Have you and your wife been through some of the hard times of life and it drew you closer together and you learned the fellowship of suffering? There have been many men that have buried that wife, many women that have buried that husband. And those last days were days of sickness and, and, uh, where's the man or the woman lay in a bed and eventually got to the point where their mate was having to change a diaper on them and feed them and take care of them as one would an infant. And maybe even in some cases, lose the ability to communicate. They did it. As hard as it was, as much as it hurt, they did it. So that mate died with love in their heart. And when that maid died, it broke their heart, even though they knew what was coming. And though they weren't dying, they were making themselves conformable unto the death. And sometimes we are conformed to his death by living what he lived, living the way he lived, and knowing and understanding as we speak the truth, men will hate us. But we don't allow speaking the truth and speaking up and being a witness and taking a stand for righteousness and against sin. We know that though it brings persecution and trials and maybe loss of goods and things, we also know that we learn to know him and the power of his resurrection. See, this is a person that has such a keen desire for God. He daily walks with God, as the Enoch illustration proved. For 300 years, Enoch walked with God. They were in agreement. Christ was Lord and Enoch was his servant. We all must see our relationship with him in that manner. Don't be a rebellious child seeking to do things your own way. In other words, stick with the word of God, not the feelings of the flesh, when the circumstances are tough in life. And we see here in verse 6, he is a rewarder 
A rewarder means literally one who gives back wages. That tells of having our heart set on eternity, believing with certainty that eternal crowns and eternal rewards have no equal on earth, and nothing of this earth is of equal value, that we would sacrifice eternal reward for Colossians 3, 1 through 4, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For you're dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. When your affection for him is above your affection for wealth, thing, house, material things. You begin to see that wealth, things, house, materials are merely things that are entrusted to your care to use as he directs. That's faith. So it's good that we have this explanation of faith again before we go on into the rest of the chapter. Now, we're going to look at Noah before I close out this section because Noah is takes us right into the flood. Then we'll take up with Abraham and Sarah after that. But in verse 7, we read this. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Now, the faith of Noah is a faith that endures, although one may be an outcast of humanity. He's the meek man who inherits the earth. Noah is unpopular and ridiculed. As far as we know, only eight people were saved that went on the ark. And the rest on earth rejected Christ. Now, let me also say this. There may have been people saved under the preaching of Noah that died before the flood, before it ever came. We don't know if there were. We don't know if there weren't. We do know that Methuselah died before the flood, and he lived during the time of Noah's preaching. So it's possible that if saved men like that, were around, and maybe some others got saved but died before that time. And a new generation came up that rejected the word of God, thought he was some silly fundamentalist, had not got on with the way things are done today and the new and better ways and talking about that God stuff and Jesus Christ or a way of salvation and, and needing to repent and faith. Oh, no, that was just so funny to them. And they're enjoying life while he's going through all that crazy stuff that he's going through. Well, you go 120 years, that's kind of a long time. (laughs) And you have that been thrown at you. But he does not forsake sound doctrine for acceptance. Now, from time to time, I'm asked about men's or ladies' meetings in which many denominations are involved. And they say something like this. But they are all Christian, and they are conservative. Well, then, my answer is this. 
Well, using the Bible, if you're together for a Bible study, can you have instruction in doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness, as per 2 Timothy 3.16? For example, you tell them tongues, speaking in tongues in this day, as it's done, this gibberish that people do, you let them know that's wrong. CCM, you let them know that is sin. You believe in a pre-tribulation rapture where they may believe in a pre-wrath or post-millennial something another. You believe in separation. And they say, well, you know, those are things where we can't bring those up. Then you don't need to be there. Because if you can't teach those things, and that honors man above God, and see, because there are good people and they claim to be conservative, we are deceived. And you need to recognize that deception. So if you think, well, we don't want anything that would offend one that we might accomplish a greater good or specific area. For example, abortion. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light broadcast. 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. My feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible.